The force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. My powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. Hey! Suffering. Death, I fear. Something terrible has happened. Young Skywalker is in dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Jedi, Sith, Twi'leks, clones, both regs and Bad Batch alike, bookies, and yes, all you, all you Transdotions as well, because this is an inclusive podcast to another edition of the Name Force Order. Podcast or Star Wars podcast. And if you have not realized by that by now, Sunshine, there's no hope for you. And Doc, tell Shadow kosher meat on the sandwich. But after you're done telling her, hey woman, get back to your place where you belong, and that's in the kitchen barefoot and spitting out babies. Tell her what she can do with hope. Babe, you can't build a rebellion without hope. That's your point. Rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. But she can make a sandwich. Not as good as Holly Garland's sandwich, the award blue ribbon winning sandwich maker from Virginia. But anyway, this show will be a very short show because there's not a lot of news that came out this week. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a professional wrestler, Star Wars aficionado. I am the real Thanos of professional wrestling because I'm collecting championships. Like Thanos collected Infinity Stones, I am a three belt holding, three championship holding wrestler that goes by the name of the Greek God Papadon, a.k.a. your boy GGP. Bow to the Greek, Greek God. Now, next to me, all the way from the Witness Protection Program from Mexico, is a very Mexico, tall... Mexico? Mexico, I said. Oh, there's a Mexico. That works, oh, too. No, no, no. If he's from Mexico, he's, he's sneaking into the country bringing coronavirus here. Is a Sith ghost in the room? The big guy, you know him as Darth Great. But big man, introduce yourself. But before you do that, hit him with a hey yo. 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 Gentlemen, I am the talk lord of the podcast, the Sith Ari, the rampaging Reverend Kiss, the Butcher, the most disgruntled Star Wars fan in the galaxy. Your boy Spiro. And last, certainly not least, bringing it up the rear only as he can, all the way from Honolulu and Hey, I Wanna Lay Ya. It is the medical droid, 
with the kung fu grip. Who loves to steal your girl, but lives to steal your thunder? The like doctor that. of Thundernomics. Introduce yourself, my friend. I am <coughs> smarter than 2 and be more technical than FX7, the god of stealing thunder, and the guy who's just enough of an asshole to bring the marshmallows to a Musafar cookout. Jock to destroy you, Alex Arroyo. I'll bring the graham crackers. <laughs> Lando will bring the chocolate. <laughs> All right, folks, let's get down to the nitty gritty. I want to go to sleep. <laughs> we start a show. <laughs> it's a truth there for you people, okay? Yeah, it's about 1140 right now at night. And we're doing this out of love for you because we ain't making a goddamn imperial credit off this shit podcast. But anyhow, I digress. We start the show with a segment that we like to call Marky Mark and his funky tweets. Yeah. Can you feel it, baby? I can too. Full of Good vibrations and sweet sensations. You may know him as Luke Skywalker, the Joker, the Trickster. We know him as at Hamill himself on Twitter. And this individual, not only is the heart and soul of Star Wars, but he's a national treasure because he's a wordsmith. Because in less than 140 characters, he's able to capture, capture the essence and the hearts of millions and millions. The millions. Of Hamels fans on Twitter. And we like to bring those haha tweets to you so you can go haha when we go haha. Follow at Hamel himself and tell him the at NFO underscore podcast sent you. You sure you don't go? <laughs> you mean. Shout out to Mark Hamill for being Skeletor in the new He-Man series. Uh, Shout out to that, even though the series sucked. But hey, I liked it. Let's give it some time to breathe. That's what she said. Anyway, Ed Hamill himself posted something that says, Post a picture. This is going around. I guess it's like a new challenge or something. Post a picture of yourself as a leader of an underground organization without downloading anything new. And then he posted a picture of a shark in a Jedi robe holding a blue lightsaber. And puts hashtag Mark the Shark. Sharks, exclamation point, shawl of fame. Not his best tweet, but has some relevancy considering that we just saw King Shark on Suicide Squad. And everyone loves King Shark. Voiced by Sylvester Stallone, by the way. Who did a great job. You know, his eyes. There's something about his eyes. They're very... He's a lot of kindness in his eyes. Anyway. Who did uh, a better job? Uh, him or the guy or Vin Diesel as Groot? Uh, it's all stuff. tough. It depends. Who's more over? Speaking of over, um, we do a segment here on the New Force Order, ladies and gentlemen. And what you might be saying is, well, I don't understand. What do you mean over? Over his wrestling. No, moving the show quick tonight, boys. Yeah, I'm not gonna get laid. Apparently, not me. Uh, Wrestling lingo. Over his wrestling lingo. It means being popular with the fans. So what we do is we take two aspects of Star Wars: person, place, or thing. Doesn't necessarily matter what it is. And we ask you, the fans, all six of you guys, what what's more over with you? But most importantly, what's more over with us? So Doc, what's on the marquee tonight? 
on the marquees this evening. Let the uh, Biz Marquee rest in peace. You, R.I.P. Biz. No joke, baby. Anyway, let's see. Uh, hold on. Where am I going? Instagram. Oh, one of my friends had a baby. Congratulations. Oh, 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 oh. before you go to the polls. Yes. Before you smoke those polls, like you smoked your sausage. What's on the marquee? I'm getting there. Hold on. On the marquee this evening, we have a battle of the squads in one corner. Ding, 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 ding. Hailing from uh, the clone chambers of Camino is our friends of the Bad Batch, Clone Force 99. Captain Rex, Corporal Echo, and Clone Force 99, you have all done a great service for the Republic. Thanks to your courage and effort, Republic shipyards will soon be up and running again. You've got some medals coming your way. Thank you, General. You coming? Not really our thing, accolades. Yeah, we're just in it for the thrill. Yo! You sure it's your thing? What do you mean? Your path is different. Like ours. If you ever feel like you don't fit in with them, well, find us. Those are some of the finest troopers I've ever fought alongside. Echo. You and I go way back. If that's where you feel your place is, then that's where you belong. Not to be confused with my favorite Clone Force, Clone Force 69. I was just going there. Holy cow. <laughs> and in the other corner, hailing from that show Rebels, is the crew from the Gizost. You and your crew have proven invaluable to our fleet, Captain Sindula. The fuel acquired in your convoy attacks has helped keep us one step ahead of Imperial patrols. Thank you, Commander Sato. I'm just sorry our intel about shield generators being on that shipment was wrong. Perhaps with your next attack, Hera. What is the meaning of this? An incoming transmission. Who from, Chop? Ah, why don't you just play it? <clears throat> uh, Chop, cloak us with a one-way transmission. Hey, it's old Joe. I can't see you, but I can hear you, my friends. Time is short, but there's someone here desperate to speak with you. I told her I couldn't find you, but she wouldn't take no for an answer. She says she needs your help. We're always ready to help someone in need. Yeah, well, this one's different. Minister Tua? Oh, we can't trust her. She's an Imperial. Please, I beg you, listen to my request. End transmission now, Chop. Wait! Minister, what do you want? My life is in danger. I need you to give me safe passage off Lothal. You're not really considering this. Quiet! I assure you, my intentions are sincere. To prove it, I will trade secret Imperial information. You're defecting from the Empire? Yes, I am. She's telling the truth. I, I can sense her fear. Yeah, but of what? So what have you got to trade? A list of rebel sympathizers on Lothal and other nearby systems. How come these sympathizers have not been arrested? Some have powerful friends in the Senate. Imperial Command watches them but can do nothing. I know you need allies. Get me off Lothal and I will give you the list. Uh, we shouldn't even consider this. It's obviously a trap. There's something else. I've discovered the true reason the Empire came to Lothal. We know that one. The Empire has a factory and they're stripping the planet's resources to fuel it. No. There is another reason. Known only to a few. And ordered by the Emperor himself. We have to do this. I agree. So do I. All right. If Commander Sato approves the mission, 
I believe it could be worth the risk. Minister, we'll get you out. Send us your coordinates. Thank you. Well, I guess we're on our way back to Lothal. I guess we are. Not Wu-Tang Clan with the Ghostface Killer, but, you know, Kanan and Ezra and Hera and Chopper, Chopper and Sabine Zeb. and Zeb. Those crew. All right, now you can go to Instagrizzle and fake right, Facebook. We're, we're gonna go to fa- face Bizzle first. Here we go. Okay, here we go. So, boom, 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 boom. Ooh, interesting, interesting. Hold on, let's get the, all the comments up here. Wow, this is a surprise. Um, Bad Batch got zero votes. Wow. On Facebook. Wow. Fuck. No. Clean sweep for the for the ghost crew. All right, moving on to uh, the Instagrizzle. Let's see here. Hmm, well, that's a hot chick over there. Okay, that's not what we need. All right. Uh, ooh, Bad Batch, 36%. Ghost Crew, 64%. So it seems this week, the Ghost Crew has crushed the Bad Batch and is more over. Gotcha. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys can uh, send us an email regarding this segment or any other segment that we do on this uh, podcast. And it's New Force Order at yahoo.com but i'm not reading any of those fucking emails tonight because i want to end the show quickly and uh doc what's more over with you uh so listen uh, seeing these uh these these polls tonight is it's very telling and very interesting and i think the reason why the ghost crew went over this week is because there's a little more personality probably wedged into that ghost crew you know a we've seen them a little bit longer so that kind of helps b we have a, a very eclectic group of individuals who are in that ghost crew. Um, you know, some Jedis, some Mandalorians, some Twi'lek, some uh, Zabrakians. That's Zabra. What's that thing? What's that from? I don't remember. I don't know. He's a big fucking yeah. guy. I don't know. That town, whatever it is. That town. Um, Carabas. Detroit. Yeah. Carabas. There you go. So, um, I think the reason why they went over is because they have a little more diversity within. In their ranks you know we we're all being woke these days so we gotta have diversity um, with that said uh you know the bad batch is uh it's exactly how we called it from the get-go we, we knew it was gonna be the a-team we knew it was gonna be missions we knew it was gonna be them kind of getting the shit done week after week um we didn't see the uh you know the omega wrinkle that came into it and we definitely didn't see the crosshair uh you know heel turn so um, for me, at this point, I think it's a very difficult choice, but just because of history and longevity and length, I am going to go with the Ghost Crew. Spiro, your turn, son. You're up. Bad Batch versus the Ghost Crew. Love them both, man. Love them both. Um, you know, I didn't give at first the Ghost Crew a fair chance, but when I got into Rebels, fell in love with it it was definitely star wars definitely felt like star wars um so you know they're they're always gonna be over with me but it comes down to you know again man you know who who are the new kids on the block you know what's what's the it thing right now in star wars and that would be the bad batch so Obviously, Bad Batch is more over with me, but, you know, come on, man. You know, these guys are fucking great, man. This is a great cast of characters. You know, they're more than clones. They're a bunch of individuals with their own individual quirks and personalities. Um, you know, you know, you definitely have... Wrecker is, is to me, he's sort of, a, you know, old or he's... An, an homage of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hunter is fucking Rambo, man. You know, S- Stallone and so on and so on. I'm sure you, you can probably find other uh, action stars of the past in, in, in the other guys. Um, again, I need to catch up on Bad Batch. You know, I pro- I'm, you know, I know that I'm not making my fucking... Uh, not f- fulfilling my 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 Star Wars fandom duties here, but Bad Batch is mega over with me. Uh, I hope hope there's an, uh, another season. 
I'm sure there will be. And uh, that's that. That was great, Spiro. Thank you. I'm going to go with the Ghost Crew. Um, for every reason that Doc said, but not not to take anything away from Clone Force 99, I think they're very great crew, great characters. Great. That are, it's great. They stole Spiro's gimmick. Um, that are starting to formulate and come into their own. There are, they each have their individual personalities. Um, they're turning into Uncle Jesse and Joey Gladstone with the little kid now. Uh, so it's a full ship instead of a full house. Um, but, you know, like you said, there's more meat on the bone for Rebels. Uh, Rebels is leading into the Filoni versus Future. We don't know if the, Rebel, if the Clone Force 99 will be part of that. Probably not. Uh, we did get Omega. Omega. The be- and the best thing that comes out of Clone Force 99 is when you go, Tick. 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 <laughs> tick. We can't leave them tick. Rekka. <laughs> oh, God. Tremendous. Well, this Friday is the last episode yeah. of, of uh, season one. And uh, that means we have to get back and talk about, what, the last three or four episodes together? I think, yeah, something like that. The last maybe four or five. I don't know. The, uh, uh, the, the, the This recent penultimate episode was actually really, really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Yes, it was a lot awesome. of oohs and ahs. Definitely one of the better episodes of the season so far. But let's, we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah, On uh, 99 Problems, but a batch ain't one. Batch! So do you know who Indira Varma is? I do know Indira Varma. Indira Varma is an actress who kind of made her break, I guess. If you're sure she was around before that, but she was uh, Pedro Pascal's love interest in the Game of Thrones who watched him get his eyeballs. Oh, spoiler alert, everybody. Apologize if you haven't watched it. But he gets his eyeballs gouged out during the duel for Tyrion Lannister's uh, fate as he picks um, Oberyn Martell to... um, be his champion to fight the the mountain. Surprised you remember all that. But Papa Don, there's a reason why I'm a physician. It's because my memory is fantastic, not because I'm really smart. Gotcha. See, kids, don't do drugs. Stay in school. Be cool. Uh, Indira Varma is having a brilliant time on the set of Disney Plus Star Wars production. Great. Yeah. Uh, for this reader, the words like an independent movie that she said ring pleasantly in the ear. Of course, Star Wars 1977 may be the most recognizable indie movie of all time. Thankfully, according to Indira Varma, that's exactly the feel of director Deborah Chow's production of Obi-Wan Kenobi is for Disney+. Plus. Kenobi! Hello there. Um... From a Collider article talking about the same subject, they asked her about Obi-Wan Kenobi, and she says, it's such a beast, like an octopus that needs wrangling, but I'm having a brilliant time. about her puss? Yeah. Obviously, I can't say anything about it, but director, uh, by director, De- but director Deborah, meaning Deborah Chow, and Ewan McGregor, uh, on the acting side, have somehow made it feel like an independent movie, and everyone has input. There are no frank tempers. When asked about her background on Star Wars, she added, "It's all new to me, and really embarrassing. I keep I keep getting called out on stuff, but I did play Princess Leia in the playground when I was six without having seen it. I had long plates so I could do the hair thing. I've watched all the old ones, but." Uh, I've watched all the old ones now, but I wouldn't say I'm up to speed. I'm still not sure what order they go in. So, uh, whatever. As long as she does a good job uh, and she's saying everything is positive on the set and everything sounds good, I'm looking forward to this series. What do you think? She's a great actress. Listen, most of these people don't know what the fuck's going on anyway. They're doing some artsy-fartsy fucking films. They don't watch shit like Star Wars. Uh, I say that I say if you could line them up from fucking, you know, tip to toe. And I bet you 30 percent of them haven't seen any shit like that chick Jenner. So um, fine with it. Just do a good job. Let's move on from there. Um, move along. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter 
Familiar with that, Brad, that, that yeah, piece of media? Rag. Some rag. St- stated that the Ahsoka show is currently looking for an actor to star opposite of Rosario Dawson's uh, character of Ahsoka uh, as Sabine Wren, um, who is, like we just mentioned from our Who's Moreover segment, became a popular character and a beloved character because of the show Rebels, and now it's coming to live action. So uh, what's your take on that? Any surprise um, from your end? No, I don't think so. I think, you know, we we, we knew where this was going. We were going to see some characters from Rebels pop up. Sabine makes sense, especially if they're going to go after Ezra. We, know, we already know we saw Ezra get cast as well, potentially as well as Thrawn. So um makes perfect sense to me that they're going to be going there and um, pushing forward with the characters that we already know. Well, I'll tell you one person that's well-known and well-liked is Tom Hiddleston. And uh, you may know him as Loki. A Loki guy? Yeah, the Loki dude. Um, people, and this was, I first heard this on Collider, Jedi Council, when it was around. Um, uh, one of the hosts uh, who does the movie trivia Schmodown now, uh, his name is Kristen Harloff. Nice guy. He, um, he said he wanted to see Tom Hiddleston play a young Palpatine. When that hit the universe and the interverse uh, and the interwebs, many people went, huh, it's a good idea. And they are very keen to the idea because now there's a lot of fan art popping up with Palpatine and uh, Hiddleston being incorporated into this, like movie posters, show posters, whatever the case may be. Mm. Kind of worked for Rosario Dawson, right? She became yeah, Soka. Sure. So, what's your take? Would you like to see Tom Hiddleston as a young yeah. pal? I think he's a great actor. I think if you're going to bring him in, you would put him in a position like that where he could play that. I think he could definitely pull it off. Um, speaking about Palps, uh, happy birthday, Ian McDermott. Uh, I turned 77 yesterday. That's right. Happy birthday. Everything is going as you've foreseen, I heard. Exactly. Um, you know who Alex Lothar is? Alex Lothar. Uh, no. Played in the, he played in a, he was the leading role in a show, The End of the World. Uh, is that by R.E.M.? I don't know. Probably not. I think they were losing their religion. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. You guys casted in Andor. And um, he'll be playing a supporting role. Star Wars Andor. They don't know who he's playing. Uh, he joins Stella Skaz- Stellan Skazgard, Den- uh, Denise Gao, Kyle's, uh, Kyle Solar, uh, Ben Mendelsohn, and Forrest Whitaker reprising their roles as director Krennic and Salgara. So it's shaping up to be a pretty interesting uh, all-star team there. Um, a yeah. lot of people are happy to see this kid aboard. I'm ex- I don't know who this kid is, but whatever. Congratulations, buddy. You're in Star Wars. Uh, I'm excited for... Um... You know the Saw Gerrera and the Baby uh, Mendelssohn stuff as Krennic. So um, I thought those two characters that really need to get a little more fleshed out from their, um, you know, their times in the Star Wars universe. So good on you, kid. I'm excited. Let's get it done. What's the over under on the Bagali showing up? Bagali, uh, definitely would be great if they did. If they did like you know a little throw in there, but I don't think they're going to do it. What's uh, which one's coming out first, Andor or Obi Wan? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know they're coming out both next year, 2022, yeah. but I don't know which one's coming out first. Maybe Andrew, I think. Didn't we get some uh, some some Kenobi news recently? They just said 2022, but you know they didn't give an actual date. So yeah. unless you know something, I don't know. I don't know. I, I my man Ewan didn't call me, so I have no idea. I think I think the information is on a scroll hidden in the basement of the Alamo, right next yeah. to Pee Wee Herman's bike. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's in um, Al Capone's uh, vault, you know. We'll have, um, we'll have uh, Geraldo. Uh, yeah, we got Geraldo come open up the vault. Look about... Uh, wah, wah, wah. I remember watching that on uh, WPIX 11. Dude, everybody watched that thing. There was a, there was a thing about, about him. I think it was, it was about Trash TV. And he became famous just because of that, by the way. Gotcha. Anyway. Uh, did you play Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? 
I played a little bit of my son had it, and I kind of like dabbled a little bit here and there, but not a ton. Gotcha. Two's but coming out. Good news, yeah. Number two's coming out. Listen, these video no, games. No, the game, make, not not, yes. not poop. No, not poop. <laughs> well, who yeah. does two work for? Um, th- <laughs> these games they make a ton of money. Uh, there is you know not a question unless the you know protagonist dies, and if they do, if they do, you can just replace them with somebody else. So it really doesn't matter. But uh, if it makes money, it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And uh, there's a Star Wars Redemption game that's coming out, which is a fan-made game. Uh, it's a new game made by a group of fans under the moniker Square Phoenix. The game itself has been created using this Unreal Engine 4. This other fan group making this new Knights of Republic animated series uh, is using the Unreal Engine 5. And uh, this take game... That. Yeah, take that. Put that in your fucking spice and smoke it in your death sticks. But uh, Star Wars Redemption follows a Jedi warrior fighting alongside the clone troopers during the Clone Wars period of the Star Wars saga. Uh, And they showed a little video clip online, and it was pretty cool because she painted up the armor in a certain way. So she's fighting with her lightsabers, but in in, in clone armor, the helmet, the whole nine yards. So I thought it was pretty cool. Um, But... Did you get a chance to watch the one minute video or whatever it was, Doc? Yeah, no, I, I watched One of my friends had forwarded it to me before you actually sent it to me, so I had to watch it at that point. And uh, I, I didn't read the description before I watched it, and I thought this was an actual new video game coming out, you know, Lucasfilm uh, approved. And I was like, oh, it's interesting. But uh, it was not. But it's still, you know, these guys, these, these fan guys, you know, these guys who do the deep fakes, the guys who do the fan films, now they're doing fucking video games. I mean, th- th- there is really no end to this stuff. It's pretty amazing. And I really enjoy how they, you know, flesh out a lot of portions of the Star Wars universe. Definitely. Um, the way you are with your figures, they are with their pieces of art, whether it's yeah, uh, video but, uh, games or whatever the case may be. I'm movies. sure they're spending a lot more money than I am. I don't know, dude. You just bought the Luke Skywalker Deluxe with the baby Grogu. I, and, I uh, did not yet. I did, haven't pulled the trigger yet. Dude, what are you waiting for? I know, I know, I know. It's going to get sold out, then you're going to have to buy a second market. I'll be fine, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. You're, you, are you sure you're not the Jewish one? We're in about $45. $45 is a little more than that. I wasn't going to buy the Luke. To be, I have that Luke already. It's a fucking, it's the Jedi Luke. Yeah, but it's not Jedi from episode 16 uh, of The Mandalorian. All this guy, listen, people, all this fucking guy wants to do is make me spend fucking money. That's all he wants to yeah, do. Yeah, right. God, yeah, because you're buying it's going to make me happy. As he trolls eBay to get deals on fucking statues, this fucking bastard over here. He calls me the Jew. I don't troll anything. Anyway, look, we, before we go any further, I want to get the gamer's opinion. So, uh, Darth Great, uh, let me know what you think of Star Wars Fallen in order to, if you're happy, and about this uh, Star Wars Redemption um what you thought of the fans making the game uh from square phoenix i guess they want to be called using the uh unreal legend 4 which means you actually gotta open the article take a look at it and read the goddamn article so <laughs> who do you think spiro i greatly enjoyed jedi fallen order um i played it on the xbox one i hear that it's looking even better for the new new generation of xbox uh what the fuck's it called xbox whatever the fuck anyways do i want a jedi fallen order 2 yes do i want to continue cal kestis story no um cal kestis was better than i expected as a character but just didn't do it for me man you know um, I enjoyed this game more because I, because I was a fucking Star Wars fan. But, but you know, I think that there's so many other stories to be told. Uh, there were some characters that I believe were introduced in, in that game. Uh, you know, that one girl, I, f- I forgot her name, who was, who was on uh, Dathomir, one of the Night Sisters, making a game. Uh, that focuses on, on her wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, obviously, she's not a Jedi, but she could be like a supporting character. Um, a game based on that other guy that that kind of felt to the dark side. He went mad and shit. I forgot his name. But, you know, maybe a game focusing on him, sort of a prequel. But there's other characters. And if there aren't, guess what? You know, like we said, Star Wars... Have, you know, Star Wars games have been known to create original characters for their games that 
you know, end up being loved by the fandom. So, so, so let's go that route, if anything. But let me tell you, man, Star Wars, there's no shortage of characters and stories to be told, to be explored. So bring on Jedi Fallen Order 2. I think it's time to move away from Cal Kestis. Um, nothing against Gingers, but, you know, he's just, you know, Cal Kestis just uh, didn't do it for me, man, you know. Star Wars Redemption. Um, I think it's awesome that for this game, they're going back to the Clone Wars. I think it's great that we're getting to see an original character, at least that I know of. It's an original character created for this game. A lot of great characters who were originally created for games, you know, none other, you know, let's not look any further than Revan. Uh, there's been others who are up there with him. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm really curious to see where this game goes. The game looks really, it, it looks sweet. It's a, a beautiful game. It looks rough, but definitely impressive. Um, I'm sure there's still working things out um i'm not sure at what stage it is um but you know i hope that this goes somewhere i hope that this spawns a new franchise within star wars um i'm definitely gonna be looking out for it i'm i'm my my computer should be able to run this um god i i hate to make promises especially lately man you know you know since i can't really keep them these days but i'm gonna see man uh my my computer should be able to run this game i don't promise anything but i'm i'm gonna try to download it play it and you know i'm gonna try to give you guys an honest review of it not only as a star wars fan but as a gamer as well so not promising anything, but look out for the possibility of that coming. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, you know, we need more Star Wars games. You know, we just need more fucking Star Wars in general. But if you want to make more Star Wars games and if they're good, man, I'm all for it. Well, interesting. Figured you'd give us a nice analysis considering because you're the gamer. And no one knows how to play with his joystick better than you, my friend. Hey! hey um, we do a segment on the show called, you just made the list. You just made the list. And what we do is we analyze lists that come out on the interwebs. Now we, I have like 15 million lists here because we haven't done it in two weeks. So they've been building up. We're not going to dread you through the coals, but I do want a couple of, you know, touch base on a couple of things. First one that sparked my, my, my interest. Unless you want to do a doc, is the Obi Wan Kenobi tickled your team? Keep going. Uh, okay. Um, it was the Obi Wan Kenobi ten ways the series could change how we view the original trilogy? You want to dive balls deep into this? Go for it. I like it. I know you like diving balls deep. Love them. That's what they say at the Russian bathhouse. Look at that doc. Yeah. Hello, doc. <laughs> hey, hey, burning the ah, doc. Did you know? Oh, we'll talk off screen. Off screen. I wonder who got the kids in the divorce, but that's another story. <laughs> ten unpopular opinions. Oh no, wait, that's something else. Sorry. Let's see. Number ten. Oh, just to reiterate, people, so you guys uh, know what the fuck I'm talking about. Obi Wan Kenobi. Ten ways the new series that are coming out of Disney Plus could change the way you view the original trilogy. Add to Owen's dislike of Obi Wan Kenobi. Owen's bruise dislike of obi-wan and refuse to let luke near the jedi master and vice versa is well documented it's made clear in a new hope maybe the obi-wan series will give us some backstory on why they hate each other yeah nay doc you like that idea you want to see some tension between uncle owen and obi-wan oh it looks like someone's frozen fucking great oh there he is can you hear me now I'm in now. I'm back in. Sorry, my my internet shit the bed. Oh, maybe if you bought that fucking statue, you fucking get some good luck on your side. Anyway, did you hear what I said? Not a word. Keep going. Okay. Number ten. They're saying that the sh the show might might add to Owen's dislike of Obi Wan and give us a backstory. Yep. So what we're do gonna you think? Need, we're gonna need some of that for sure. I mean, we know for a fact that Owen 
was not a fan of uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi. So uh, and we need to get a little more action for that. What about number nine, showcase of Obi-Wan's knowledge of scum and villainy? Would you like um, to see why he knew about the uh, most Eisley port and how come uh, all these scum and villainies hang out there? Absolutely. I mean, I, clearly he's he's hit the bar down there before and uh, he's had some interactions with some of these uh, undesirables. So we need to see some of that. Number eight can make it more understandable why Obi-Wan lied to Luke. Well, it wasn't lying. You told him the truth from a certain yeah, point from of view. From a certain point of view. Uh, I, I think that is the case. And I think um, I'm probably not going to see much of that, but um, it would be interesting if they touched upon it slightly. Remember, remember we spoke about this a few shows ago, how there was a deleted scene and they, and they put the heat on Yoda for it? Yep. You think they'll show that scene? That would be fantastic if they, if they put the heat on Yoda. But then he needs to know about Yoda. So eh, I don't think so. I don't think so. What do you mean knows about Yoda? Well, is he going to tell Luke about Yoda? They're not clearly not there. I mean, they're not going to interact. But how's he going to no. put the heat on on Yoda if uh, there's there's really no heat to put on him yet? No, maybe they, they maybe they talk via you know through the Force, like he showed up in the Ezra, and he tells him don't tell the boy, or he was about to tell the boy, and Yoda tells him mm, stop it, asshole. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, show me what you must not be. <laughs> Show Obi Wan being hunted. Blame the shit on me, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's Show Obi Wan being hunted? Made I, by think, I think we're definitely going to see that. I mean, we 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 know the Asian guy, Sang Sang Kum, some guy is going to be <laughs> um is going to be uh you know more than likely going to be one of the Inquisitors. So we're going to have to see this guy uh, uh go toe to toe because it just can't be Obi Wan. Chopping off limbs of random fucking walrus men inside uh, the cantina with the saber. We need to see some action. And it can't be, again, you know, if they do a battle between him and Vader, it's got to be towards the end if they do it at all during the first, you know, first and only season that they say. The Rebels' knowledge of Obi-Wan and the potential contact between them. Do you think they're going to cross paths? Um, I think we'll see a bail Organa um, just because... Jimmy Smith is still around, and it makes sense for them to be in contact with each other, especially over the fact that, and speaking of over, that um, they are dealing with the twins. So, you know, how's yours? Mine's fun. Mine's great. Oh, mine's is awesome too. You think it'll be more of a hologram, or do you think they'll uh, I, I, they'll meet in person? I think it's going to be over Facebook Messenger. Nice. Not WhatsApp. Got it. I saw the kids. Okay. They look great. Potential meeting it's, between. It's going to be. It's going to be September return to school photos. <laughs> Potential meeting between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. We just touched base on that. We definitely got to see more of that. What if they start the show that way? Hot. They start hot and end up being a dream oh, sequence. There's no way they're going to start hot. A dream sequence? But that, but, but again, that takes into account that he knows that, who, that Vader is Anakin and Anakin is not dead. So I think they're going to have to show that before they get to that. What if it's a dream sequence that Vader's having? Oh, maybe. Oh, there you go. Anakin, yeah. all, hot. Anakin all hot and heavy in bed thinking about Obi-Wan? Yeah, and then he wakes up and realizes... And he's oh, like, no, I, I got, got no the, legs, I got no arms. And, wake, and he's like, no, I got the fucking high ground, master. <laughs> uh, make fans appreciate what Obi-Wan did for Luke. That's number four. With his hand was forced by Order 66 and the downfall of Jedi Republic, Obi-Wan going into exile to protect Luke remains a incredibly selfless act, one that will be expanded in the series. You think so? Uh, yeah, I think we're going to talk about that stuff. We're going to talk about his exile. That that fake fan, you know, trailer that I sent you where they use those scenes from whatever Obi-Wan, whatever you McGregor movie was with him through the desert was actually pretty well done. You know, him being this vagrant and being this like, you know, hermit that's coming through the desert. They did a little too much Darth Maul for my taste, but uh, that's OK. Highlight Obi-Wan's regret and potential PTSD. Yes, we, we talked. We we talked about this in detail. I mean, yes. that needs to be a very, very key portion of this. It needs to be. You want to talk about character development in somebody? Bring the fact that he failed. Bring the fact that you know the order collapsed around a bit, down around upon him. Bring the fact that he's aware that he is maybe one of a handful of Jedi that are left, and the whole order is extinguished, and that he failed, and that the Empire rose because of his failure. And then when he finds out that loot that Anakin is Vader. You know, that, that gift where the guy's like, his brain blows up. That's what's going to happen. Show off just how much of a hermit Obi-Wan was. They're like, watching all of but, Obi-Wan's on-screen time in Revenge of the Sith, Rebels, 
Into New Hope, it would appear Obi-Wan is a hermit who exclusively lives on Tatooine to watch him over Luke. The Obi-Wan series could change that. Of course, perhaps Obi-Wan will remain solely on Tatooine. And that itself would add to his original trilogy character and fans get more background and information on what he spent his days going, doing. However, not many believe he stays on Tatooine without ever leaving for, for that whole time. It would be fascinating to see what he got up to, where he went, and if those travels have any bearing on Luke, Vader, and the established characters. I thought you were going to say, you know, show how much of a hermit he is by, like, you know, see, watching him scratch his balls in the middle of the fucking uh, of, uh, Tatooine. You think him being drunk, scratching his paws, going, and then the fucking Tuscan Raiders show up. (laughs) Oh, my bad. (laughs) He he practices his his great dragon uh, call. Uh, Obi-Wan's journey into the Force. Um, You think we're going to see him when uh, practicing talking to uh, his old master? I think we definitely have to see him learning how to do the Force Ghost stuff. And I think, uh, what's his face? Is really talking a tremendous amount of shit. Um, uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson about him not being involved. I, th- I think for sure he's going to pop up somewhere along this line and be there. All right, your turn, Ty Garrett. Unless you just want to take it home. Motherfucker, hold on, take it home, jeez. Um, I, yeah, no, I got to go on. I got to go on. Give me a second here. Ten unpopular opinions about Luke Skywalker according to Reddit. Okay, number ten. The Empire Strikes Back outfit is better than his Return of the Jedi outfit. What? No way. Okay. Luke's outfit in RTJ is clad in all black with a genius placement of a white on the inside of the top. is one of the most iconic in Star Wars. Uh, their favorite outfit is Best of Fatigues, referencing the outfit Luke had in Dagobah and Best Bin in the Empire Strikes Back. Both are great, but most will more fondly remember his Jedi outfit from Return of the Jedi. Um, he is bland before the Return of the Jedi. At the start of the trilogy, Luke is not exactly bursting with personality or unique traits. Um, they can't really get into Luke until he gets a little hardcore Return of the Jedi. I see that, but you know, my Luke, like my like my like when I started to really like enjoy him was when he went for training and when he disobeyed his masters and you know, we still went after Vader despite the fact that he was untrained. So I kind of disagree with that. He is a moron whose opinion does not matter in the sequel trilogy. Ooh, Spiro will love that one. Uh, seven, he is the least favorite character of the of, of the trio between Han and Leia. That, you know, in the first, in, in, listen, in, the, in A New Hope, that may be true. In Empire, the, you know, between the, after he disappears, you know, Han and Leia get to have their little, you know, shine moment together where the two of them are working off each other for the whole time and he's by himself. Um, but I think by, you know, by Return of the Jedi, that's not the case. Um, six, Mark Hamill is the best actor in the entire saga. Um, I don't think that's a really unpopular opinion. Um, let's see. Is he was, was he a good actor in two in one in two in three, four, in four, five, six? Yes. I think he was. Yeah. He he was able to convey annoying, yes, ratty. He was able to convey um, uh, confused, unwillingness to follow order. Um, he was able to convey being a master in the third one. Basta, basta. You know, little things. Some people know? would say that he came into his own in The Last Jedi and uh, other actors. Last like, Jedi? Like, yes. Like Lou and, like Ewan McGregor and Ian McDermott and Adam Driver were outpacing him in the acting. It's possible. Mm. Five. Yoda versus Doku is more fun than Luke versus Vader. Ooh, oh, that geez. is super unpopular. More and fun? In- because incorrect. he's flipping around? Yes. Incorrect. Anyway, any Luke content set before Return of the Jedi is filler. So they're talking about the comic books right now. Uh, okay, sure. He is more unbearable than Anakin. That's a good one. Um, and they show a photo of him sitting on the uh, spire in Bespin going, no! He is a little unbearable in, in episode four. I mean, let's be like, serious. Like father, like son. Come yeah, on. Exactly. Yeah, they've cut from the same mold. His appearance in The Mandalorian undercuts established plot points. All right, so let's read this one. One of arguably the greatest moments of the new canon happened in season two no, of The Mandalorian. No, no, no. As Luke the arrives, greatest moment ever. <laughs> take, take Mr. Grogu. McMahon, hey, Hulk Hogan, fuck you, you stupid. Speaking of Hulk Hogan, happy bitch. birthday to Hulk Hogan, too. Happy birthday. 
believes that Luke's appearance was badass, but his introduction undercut was already established. This is in reference to him easily handling the dark troopers who had been built as menacing all season, as well as getting in the way of Bo-Katan and Mando's confrontation. Most fans could not care less about having to wait for said confrontation, not for the fate of dark troopers, the scene so iconic and breathtaking for multiple Mando characters. And number one, he is the most overrated character. Yeah. Tell that to a freaking uh, purple hair lady and freaking uh, Rose Tico and uh, DJ and uh, uh, yeah, Return of Palpatine because of oh, alchemy, silk alchemy and cloning. Get the fuck out of here, dude. He's the face that runs the place. Throwing everything in there, baby. Ten things. I'm going to follow this up with uh, ten things only comic book fans will know about Luke Skywalker. So, what does this entail? Is what's masturbates into a Wookiee pocket pussy. Nice. He nearly died as a child. As far as movie fans know, Luke's led a pretty sheltered life until a new hope. Growing up on a a desolate planet, moisture farm doesn't exactly scream danger. And part of this character's evolution is how he grows from a naive farm boy to a budding Jedi. But Luke's childhood wasn't entirely peaceful. In Marvel's Star Wars number 7, the eight-year-old Luke challenges Jabba the Hutt's thugs when they try to forcibly take a water tax from his aunt and uncle. Thankfully, Obi-Wan senses Luke's danger and manages to take out Jabba's men, while Luke, who trips and hits his head, is unconscious. Obviously, the franchise couldn't lose its hero before it had even begun, but it's interesting to see how intrinsic uh, Obi-Wan was to Luke's life without him knowing. Number nine. His second lightsaber was a yellow lightsaber. We saw this, obviously, in the books. We talked about it. Kind of makes that toy red uh, cannon now, unlike Revan. He lost confidence in his connection to the Force. Spoiler alert, Darth Vader's Luke's dad. This news shocked audience almost as much as it did Luke himself. Doubting everything he thought he knew. He undergoes a lot of soul-searching in the immediate aftermath of The Empire Strikes Back, documented throughout the Destiny's Path. Uh, this sees Luke struggle with the weakened connection to the Force after failing to use it to contact Yoda. He starts to wonder if he even meant to be a Jedi after all. This adds much more depth to his sudden transformation into a sl- slickly dressed, uber-confident Jedi in Return of the Jedi. Considering how huge this revelation of his true parentage really is, Luke also deserves a bit of an identity crisis. I think that makes perfect sense that he hits rock bottom. What do you think? Of course, absolutely. I mean, listen, the guy just found out that his dad is the most evil, sadistic lunatic in the galaxy. Uh, where else is he going to go? Minute, that? That was be, he's <laughs> he's going to be happy? I mean, let's, let's be serious. Clearly, he's going to be pissed off and upset and angry and all that jazz. So, oh, if I can quote uh, Chris Feehan for a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's um, Hold on. Shout out to Chris Feehan and the 501st Troopers. I went to uh, Eternia Con, Eternal Con, Sunday. That he talked about on the show the way you are in here. Uh, and him and the fire first took care of myself and my and my and uh my sons. We had a great time meeting him in person finally. Friend of the show, very nice. Everyone in the fire first was awesome. So kudos to them. I met the Mando Marks too. We'll get them on as, as guests. Also some other Jedi's, and it was very cool. Anyway, go on. I'm sorry. Okay. Um uh yeah, Luke lost his light. Luke fell in love. When Disney announced the sequel trilogy in 2012, it also declared that decades of novels, comics, and video games that made up the Star Wars expanded universe was obsolete. This may have spelled the end of Luke's former canon wife, Mara Jade, but his romantic prospects aren't entirely dead. In 2018, Star Wars number 58 revealed that shortly before the events of Empire Strikes Back, Luke fell in love with the first time. Fleeing Darth Vader's army, him, Leia, and Han are taken in by former mercenary Thane Marcona. Ooh, uh, Italian. Okay. Um, during his time there, Luke bonds with Thane's daughter, Tula, over uh, their shared Jedi heritage. They ultimately go their separate ways when the rebels' presence leads to our father's death, but it's proof that Luke wasn't a Jedi all the time. Uh, yeah, he wasn't a pussy either. He's an undercover lover. He already fought Boba Fett. Uh, this is when it happened in Star Wars number five. He went back to uh, Kenobi's hut to get his uh, journal and 
intercepts Boba Fett, and Boba Fett fights him. He gets the best of uh, Luke a little bit, and then Luke outsmarts him. He gets the best of him, and he bounces, and he tells Vader that Luke Skywalker, uh, the, the the name of the guy who blew up his Death Star was Skywalker, which alludes that Death Vader knew that Luke was his son before the Emperor told him in Empire Strikes Back. Number five, Luke lacks some of his father's natural skill. This is interesting. While they have their similarities, Luke and Anakin are very different. Luke never feels as strong of a pull to the dark side as his father. I don't know about that. And while both are technological whizzes, he also lacks his natural flair in one area, pod racing. In a comic featured in 2018 Star Wars annual, Luke stumbles into a pod race and navally assumes it can be it can't be too different from flying a land speeder. He is, of course, soon proven wrong when he's eventually gets to grips with it. He doesn't pose the same in its skill for the sport as young Anakin. The race ends in a crash landing, cutting Luke's pod racing career short. Uh, number four, he gave Snoke his scars. Interesting. You wonder how I got these scars. You want to know how I got these scars? Luke spends the original trilogy trying to bring down the Empire before ditching the fight entirely for the sequels. However, his battle against Darkseid continued in between two eras, the rise of Kylo Ren, confirming that he had in fact fought Snoke. When a young Ben Solo flees to Snoke after the destruction of the Jedi Temple, he laments the, the damage Luke has brought to Snoke's face, implying that the pair previously came to blows. This explanation for Snoke's scarring solves one question about the mysterious antagonist, but poses plenty more questions about their shared past, leaving the door open for potential exploration. Uh, he saved his uncle's life. That was number three. Let's see. Just hey, let me ask you a question about the Snoke thing. Hold on. Let's go back for one second. Um, you don't think that Luke would have figured out that Snoke was um, Palpatine when he fought him? Uh, you think he'd feel his presence even though it's in a cloned body? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, he's got to be something in him inside there, right? You know what? That's a good point. I never thought about that. Interesting. Let's see how they play that off. But you, you do have a valid point. He should have realized that's Palpatine. Um... He saved his uncle's life. Number three, comic fans know Luke's adolescence was much more dramatic than his farm boy persona suggests. Star Wars number 20, recounted through Luke's discovery of an old journal written by Obi-Wan Kenobi, tells of an instance where Luke planned to run away from home again, but characteristically happened to stumble into an act of heroism. After an unfortunate encounter with a Wookiee bounty hunter named Black Chrysanthemum, Uncle Owen is held hostage. It's luckily Luke's emotions have always been his weakness because he has a bad feeling and returns for most likely just in time. I've got a bad thrown, feeling about this. Thrown from a cliff, Owen is caught by Luke's T-16 Skyhopper just before he hits the ground. And just like the umpire says in a baseball game, safe! Number two, Luke Skywalker defeated all the Knights of Ren. People are not aware of this. Luke's issues with the Knights of Ren are pretty deep. That's what she said. Not only <laughs> <are> they... <laughs> uh, not only are they devoted to the dark side of the force, but the group adopted nephew Ben as their master. It turns out the problems with the group started long before the incident together with his young Ben and Lawrence Santeca. Luke encounters the group. The rise of Kylo Ren and Magus defeat all six knights with the simplest Handle it before frightening off Ren himself with his powers. Rematch between the group was obviously impossible thanks to his self-imposed exile, but it's safe to assume it would have been resounding of victory as Ben in The Rise of Skywalker. Number one, even Luke can miss a shot. Lowering up the Death Star with one well-aimed shot is Luke's first big act of heroism, and he isn't even properly trained at the time. He proves in later movies that this is more than just a fluke. But when the legendary Luke Skywalker? Yeah, shout out to Fluke Skywalker. Well played. But even the legendary Luke Skywalker isn't without fault. As proven in Star Wars, the Wharf Bounty Hunters in a mission to trigger the volcanic eruption beneath the Imperial Star Destroyer, the Rebels call upon Luke to repeat his feat with the Death Star and deliver another one in a million shot. Well, the last time the Force helped his focus on the task at hand, 
This time, it distracts him with visions of events elsewhere. It's rare to see Luke truly fail, and it's humbling, but necessary, even on his, on his Jedi path. So there you got it, folks. What do you think? Uh, wonderful. I mean, if you want to deep dive into the comics and get, you know, all that stuff inside there, it's all exists. It's all there. Feel free to get it done because there's some good stuff there. Uh, you want to go on another list? You want to take it home? Fuck the lists. The rest of them suck. Yep, I agree. Um, but then where we can find you at? You can find me at Dr. Dr. Underscore Destroyo. D-E-S-T-R-R-O-A-O Instagram. Alex Roy MD Twitter. Alex Roy Facebook. Big guy, I know it's been great. Where can they find you at? Yeah, man, it's been great. But you can also find me, God knows where the fuck, aside from work these days. But if but check out the Rational Rage Network. Uh, have you know? There's other guys doing doing things there. Uh, you got wrestling shows. You got fucking doomsday prepper shows. Uh, on Instagram, Spiro underscore A, Darth underscore Spiridon, and that's it, guys. Thank you. That was great, Spiro. You can find me at Greek God Papadon on Twitter and Instagram, Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. Greek God Papadon is the YouTube channel. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, like. Go to my Pro Wrestling T store, Pro Wrestling T slash Greek God Papadon. Go buy your GGP t shirts. Uh, you can even get a video message from GGP, regardless of what it is. It could be a GGP's on Cameo? No, but they have a Cameo gimmick on Pro Wrestling Tees now. So um, you want to get. A friendly message. You want to get roasted? A roasted message. A sexy message. Oh. Ooh la la. Just hit me up. Um, but you can find all of us together collectively on Twitter at NFO underscore podcast. New Force Order on Instagram. Official New Force Order on Facebook. New Force Order at Yahoo.com is the email. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, as the dark Sith Lord of the podcast, once said we had made soup salad at a chicken shit this week because there was hardly any news and we didn't want to bore you with all the lists so with that being said thank you for giving us the opportunity to entertain you to enlighten you and hopefully we did our job and what does that mean no we didn't get pinned for the one two three because ggp doesn't do, do doesn't do jobs but what we do is we get star wars more over with you and we don't get ourselves over on the expense of Star Wars. This has been another exciting... Wait, wait, wait. Before we leave, I just want to send an enormous shout-out to our producer, Matt Schaefer-Gage, who is yes. leaving us at the end of this episode. Unfortunately, Matt is not going to be producing the show anymore, and that is uh, the NFL's loss right now. Matt, you uh, have been a fantastic producer. Um, the best producer, the best producer, Mr. McMahon, um, that has worked on this show. You do everything tirelessly. You keep us on an gr- amazing schedule, keep us on track, and really make the show sound top fucking notch. Matt's moving on to other things. He needs to work on himself, his own projects, and to make himself better. I wish I could fucking move on and work on myself and make myself better, but Papa Don's got me chained to the goddamn radiator here to do this show. So, Matt, we love you, buddy. We wish you well in whatever you do. And whoever's taking over the reins, you got pretty big shoes to fill. This is where we cue in the sad Hulk music. But congratulations. We wish you nothing but the best, Matt. Wish you nothing but the best. <laughs> um, Doc said it best. You are the wind beneath our wings. You've worked very selflessly and did great work. It was a pleasure working with you. You will always be NFO for life. If you ever want to come back, the door is always open. Um, and we enjoyed your time as a producer. Unfortunately, we were trying to get you on the show. It didn't work out because of timing issues. Or maybe now because you are taking care of yourself more and taking care of other projects maybe you could come on and talk a little bit about star wars with uh, with with us and have a good time hey what's up guys the producer here msg just wanted to take a quick moment and say thank you to you the listener for listening to the new force order podcast every week as well as thank you of course to greek god papa don 
the doc, Spiro, all the amazing guests we've had on that have allowed me to produce and edit this show. I'm now just moving on to the next chapter in my life where I'm going to be focusing on some other projects that uh, involve myself purely. So just needed to free up some time. But this was the most challenging podcast I had to edit on a week-to-week basis. So I thank you gentlemen for keeping me on my game on a week-to-week basis as far as editing over 70 episodes for you. And uh, so thank you once again, guys, for allowing me to be the producer and editor of the New Force Order podcast. And I wish you guys the best of luck on the next 120 plus episodes. Peace. But uh, it's so hard to say goodbye to Matt Anyhow, ladies and gentlemen, um, whoever picks up the, the reins, hopefully they'll do a good job. Hopefully it won't be a pain in the ass. We've done that before. We don't want to deal with that again. Um, anyhow, thank you for giving us the opportunity. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. You enjoyed Matt's run as uh, the best, most professional producer the NFL has ever had. And uh, with saying that, um, thank you. This has been another exciting edition of the Need Force Order and that's and just too sweet doc stop being cheap go buy the Luke Skywalker deluxe edition six figure uh one six scale hot toy please henceforth execute order n-f-o Buy the figure! Buy the figure! So hard.